When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So you're back. I'm so happy that I'm not talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well done for holding the fort, mate. What an intense 10 days I had. It was absolutely brilliant, but I didn't feel like I had the headspace to do anything else. Um, Drowning comes to mind. Um, Yeah, do you know what? Even talking on here to myself for like five minutes, that is the intro and the out, I was like, how does Zoe speak on radio to herself for like four hours <laughs> I would not have a clue By the end, I was so bored of my own voice as well I was obviously love my job and put a hundred percent into it when I go in to do um to, to do stuff at heart and I loved it but by by the Sunday I was like oh, I'm just not sure if I can turn any more of the feel good up I just want to go to bed um, I just want to sleep oh no. just like, but yeah it's so lovely to be back what a week uh, Oh my goodness, I oh, know. Really? I know it really has been. Um it's been um it's been really interesting for both of us, I think. I felt kind of obviously we're talking about the um the Black Lives Matter campaign and Blackout Tuesday that happened on Tuesday. This is the first podcast that we've recorded since, you know, the social media campaign and and the kind of global campaign that started. And I think yeah. both of us kind of want to start this podcast off by saying that we both feel quite uneducated at the moment. And actually it yeah. is a that we both really want to talk about and we want to start educating our children about race but actually you know we don't really know what to say at the moment no I mean we're trying to educate ourselves first and foremost before we feel like we can educate anybody else including our children um I mean for both of us since the beginning of the podcast we've always wanted to have lots of different voices on and it is absolutely something that's been in our minds mm. um but you know we know we've got a responsibility on this platform to hear from lots of different people and so that is absolutely something that we are you know look, going to look into more and try harder at absolutely and we're reaching out and we have been reaching out for as Georgia said for a long time to loads of different people from loads of different backgrounds who've got loads of different thoughts and opinions on it and we think it would be a really great place to start by getting somebody on who could teach us how to talk to our children about race yeah that's kind of the the first point I mean you know Georgia and I could sit here and kind of say you know that we're both actively you know anti-racist which we are um any form of you know that kind of conversation that goes on any comments you know we we, we're both very much like that's a real problem for us but currently we don't know 
even maybe the language around it to use. And I really want before we before we do a podcast on it or during the podcast, I really want to be educating myself as well. You know, I spent the majority of my childhood in Kenya. That's where my mum lives. Yeah. I've never had an yeah. issue. With, I've never even differenti- differentiated colour. I, I don't see colour. I grew up with colour. Loads of different colours, you know. Yeah. And for me, it's never even been, a, been an issue. But I realise now that it's not really about me at all. This is about the yeah. picture and we have to do something to make a change. So Georgia and I are really going to get on the case with it and open up those conversations. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely. If anyone's got any suggestions of anyone who you think we should, you know, shine the spotlight on, who's got, you know, something interesting to say, then please, please, please do message us. Um, and we'll absolutely look into it. So Yes. yes, we would love your suggestions. We would. And today's episode is going to be really nice because it's a Q&A. It is. We love a Q&A. Oh, we love it. Are um, you drinking wine, by the way? You know what? I'm Don't actually not. I'm drinking peppermint tea. I've actually, I'll, do you know what? I'll tell you this story now. <laughs> so on Sunday night, so, well, Sunday was my birthday and Sunday what? night, yeah, Sunday night, James got really, really, really drunk, right? No, no, no. Before you carry on with this story, what? Sunday was your birthday. Yeah. Are you joking? Why did you tell me? <laughs> I, did, I probably on? did, but no, you're, you, were, you were really busy over the last 10 days. And oh, I, my I, God. I, <laughs> I'm such a terrible friend. Oh, don't be stupid. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Well, I'm um, going to put something out to you today. Can anyone listen that thinks that's fucking weird? Georgia never talks about her birthday, FYI. <laughs> Why didn't you put something on, on the grid being like, it's my birthday? Because I don't know, because I was spending it with my family. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, don't be silly. Honestly, honestly, please don't be silly. It's fine. But um, yeah, I, I can't drink because basically on Sunday, me and James got absolutely hammered. James um, fell asleep in his own sick. Um, <laughs> and this is so awful last night we were doing a workout in the garden and James said to our neighbor or neighbors who are really lovely and they've got a 20 month old and the the, um, the woman's pregnant was like oh, I'm really sorry if like we were really loud on Sunday like it was George's birthday and like we got a bit carried away and they were like oh yeah you did wake up Sophia at 1am oh, <gasps> what, 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 what time did you stay up to and who was with you well, no, it was so we'd been at my family's house like all day, and then we got here, we got home here, and we just had another couple over, and we were just sort of sitting in the garden drinking, like had some so pizza, and just yeah, 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 like literally. And it wasn't supposed to be like that, it was meant to just be like dinner and a little catch up. One of them was driving, so it's literally just me, James, and um, our friend Joe, who was who were drinking, and Brilliant. yeah. James ended up falling asleep in his own sick. So oh, James. Here's a confession. brilliant. Go I also then. got absolutely, absolutely shit-faced on Sunday night, like to the <laughs> point where I looked at my watch and it was 9 p.m. and Dozer and I were sitting in the garden. We moved inside. The next time I looked at my watch, it was 3 a.m. And we were, <laughs> I, I don't really have very much recollection of what happened between those hours, but I don't remember going to bed, but I did wake up on the bathroom floor fully oh. dressed. Oh my god! Sleep on the bath mat. Like, why don't I just? I'd have to walk past my bed to get into the bathroom. Why the fuck (laughs) didn't I just go in my bed? But luckily, I had to go on Monday, so I was like really smug and hungover. 
yeah, yeah. don't James James couldn't even stand up straight for the whole of Monday but I actually like him when he's hungover I always forget that I love really like him when he's hungover because he's always really nice to me because you know he depends on me so much when he's hungover yeah, he can't be like smug and, and smarmy can he, he no really and he can't make loads of silly jokes and he can't moan at me in fact maybe I might try and just ply him with alcohol every day but yeah let's see yeah, okay, well, brilliant. Yeah. There you go. There's our catch up before we get into the <laughs> and um, thanks so much for sending in all your questions. We're just going to hammer through these and try and get through as many as we can in the next half an hour. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, right. I'm going to kick off yeah. with one from Zoe. How do you cope with the days where you just don't want to be a parent that day? <laughs> like Monday for both of us. <laughs> um, you start. I, um, when I really, really, really can't be bothered, I just let the whole routine and all my like little timings that I have in my head and all the things that I feel like I should be doing and just sort of try and forget about it. And I usually, if I really don't want to do anything, I'll be like, let's have a movie day, which basically means let's sit on the sofa Mm. under a blanket let's not make any food let's just order everything everything in um and do that I think it's like you just sort of have to forget about your own rules that day yeah I completely agree with you I was just about to say that I think it's really important on those days to give yourself a break to put no pressure on any form of routine that you've built in or anything that you kind of do day to day it's just about getting through so my advice would be um, keep it simple and and like Georgia said you know get the iPads out get the telly out put a movie on chill just relax kind of look after you and also try and take those moments like we talked about on the podcast with Caroline Britton yeah um, about kind of taking time for you step out of the room for a moment take some deep breaths do some visualization try and do your affirmations and just try and think right I can do this even though I really don't want to I've got this and it's going to go really quickly it does they, yeah. those days that we've all been there right when they're just really shit absolutely and like, get me out of here but just get them into bed early and then yeah. have some time for yourself yeah no exactly it is it's just about taking the pressure off yourself isn't it but also like screaming into a pillow I feel like that helps. <laughs> I scream in my head I don't see him screaming in a pillow I just scream. um this is from Kate um did you suffer mum anxiety with your little ones hitting not hitting milestones versus other friends little ones oh god this is such a big one we hear this a lot it actually. is yeah Definitely. I would say yes. Um, Weirdly, not so much with Axel, even though he was my first. I don't think I was even really that aware of what milestones he should be hitting, to be honest with you. Um, But with Gigi, definitely. I think a few months ago, I might have posted about um, her like not crawling or whatever yet. This was, I don't know when it was, but a few months back. And I remember I kept looking back and not even against friends. It was more to do with against Axel. Like I mm. kept looking back to see, oh gosh, is she? Um, she's not. She's not crawling. And Axel was doing this and doing that by this age. And um, I think, yeah, you can become quite obsessed with wh- where mm. they they are. In, definitely with siblings, like in comparison. And I don't know if that stems from um, with Axel. I took him to tumble tots and a few things. Did maybe a bit more with him. Gigi's been to nothing, no groups, nothing at all. And so I don't know if it stems from that in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, but you do have to remember that every child is like so individual and mm. they will hit those milestones at different times. 
I mean, the worst thing that you can do is ever put yourself up against your friend's kids. Because, yeah. you know, take Luna, for example. She didn't get her first tooth until she was 13 months old. So much so yeah. that somebody said to me, oh, you should probably go and take her to a dentist to get some x-rays. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, she's just got no teeth yet and I really yeah. you know for a moment I thought god is there something wrong with her and why hasn't she got any teeth and but then I was like you know what she worked she walked really early you know so apparently yeah. early years, don't develop teeth until a little bit later <laughs> whether that's true or not I don't know that's what <laughs> someone told me probably just to make me feel better but you know as Georgia said every child is so different and every child yeah. does things at very very different points in you know in in them growing up so what the worst thing you can do is start pitching them off against your friend's children you've just got to stand firm that your child will develop as and when yeah and also if you do have like some you know major concerns then you can talk to your health visitor and you know they see so many different kids and you know if there is a genuine problem then they can obviously help you but you know in in our experience it's usually just kids do different things at different times Absolutely. I mean, that mum anxiety, I definitely had it a little yeah. bit with, um, with Luna and the and her like comforter, which she still has at bedtime, you know, also. So does Axel. So does Axel. Thing that she sucks. She sucks the <laughs> So does Axel. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't yeah. have him in the day anymore. But for ages, I was like, oh, we've got to get rid of Olfi. We've got to get rid of the cup. And then I thought, no. We don't have no. to. Like, she's not taking it, you know, which if even if your little one is taking it to nursery, that's fine. But for us, you know, we've got our rules around it, which work for her and work for us. That's fine. Let her have it. That's her best friend. She said to me last night, no one will ever be a special friend to me as Olfie. <laughs> that's nice. And Axel had a bottle before yes. bed till he was three. Like literally, well, maybe, yeah, just just before Gigi was born. So yeah. almost three. Like that, and, you know, most of the books will tell you you shouldn't have one at, like, one or something. But oh, there was no God, issue yeah. with it. So you just, I think you just got to do, um, you know, do what you do and just concentrate on you and your child. Agreed. Um, as hard as it is, because <laughs> I do know that it's hard. Um, <laughs> when have you chosen to start nursery and why? This is weird because this is what we were talking about the other day. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I I had to put Luna into nursery when she was really little because both Dozer and I were working and we also wanted to sort of integrate her with other children and she loved it. There was never any problem. I mean, it was me that was like blubbering at the door when I had to say goodbye to her, but she settled in quite quickly. Kit, who's just turned two, um, only went to nursery when he was about, I think he went for about three months when he was about eight months old and he hasn't been since. So actually he probably doesn't even know a time where he has to kind of leave us and go. And actually today, um, uh, Luna is starting another preschool because obviously she had to stop going to her other one. So she's starting one locally to the new house that we just moved into. And she starts in September. She's going four full days, which is amazing. And Kit is going to go for a day with her and they they take them from two and a half. So I'm actually really over a little local village one and it's really lovely. And I haven't, I went round it before weirdly with another friend of mine who sends their child there. So I've seen it, but I can't wait to go with both of them. And I think it would be really lovely for them both to be in the same kind of preschool environment and in a class together. Kit is more than ready. Like she was like, oh, you know, is he confident enough? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Like he's, he's yeah. not going to get out of here. So I think it depends on the child, but also for you, if you feel like you need some space, regardless of whether you're, you know, having to tr- trek into town for your, for your career or your full time at home, whatever, even if you just need a day to yourself, put your child yeah. in the nursery. 
Yeah, I mean, it's weird because Axel, obviously Axel and Luna were going to the creche from what, like 12 weeks old? 12 weeks old, And then, yeah, so we were used to leaving them every day for an hour pretty much. Um, So they got used to being passed to, you know, to somebody else. And then when we moved back to London, I went back to work full time to begin with. And um, Axel went to nursery, I think it was 11 months for three full days um and then just continued in nursery um ever since really until now um but Gigi is it's really weird because I don't obviously know what my work situation is yet um and I can't even go and look around nurseries for her and I've got this in the in my mind Axel went at 11 months see there we go again the whole comparing thing Axel went at 11 months Axel went at 11 months she's got to go at 11 months because you know he's been fine you know going into different settings so she's got to do it but I don't know yet We'll, we'll just have to wait and see I would like her definitely to go to a nursery you know this year before Christmas um just for some some time for myself um and also for her as well I think it's really good to socialize with other kids um and get used to a different environment I guess I agree yeah completely agree um foods that you guys choose to avoid to stay healthy (laughs) oh I mean listen I really I I kind of don't particularly like talking about kind of diets and foods yeah I just think everybody is so individual but I'll tell you what we do we just eat really clean so we just keep it really simple we're not you know I'm not a big (laughs) as you know I'm not a big (laughs) chef um so I wouldn't be making like a big old lasagna because I just firstly don't know how to make it and secondly for me that would just be a bit too heavy for what from what I can deal with in my digestion I've had really bad IBS there's certain foods that I can't tolerate like wheat and dairy and various other things so for us it's like we just keep it really simple you know it, it's either fish and veg chicken and veg you know loads of couscous brown rice um stir fries um sushi I just keep it really simple don't get me wrong on Monday, I ate two pizzas, a bowl of crunchy nut <laughs> cornflakes and a packet of Haribo. So we all have our days where we completely fall off the wagon. But I think the best advice is if it falls from the trees or you can grow it in the ground, eat it. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly avoid any foods, um, but I do not like if I need to if I want to feel a bit lighter, then I always just cut out bread because I know I probably really shouldn't eat it. But yeah. I like it. So nice but that's it. I think, yeah, it is really nice. But that's the only way I ever feel a bit better is yeah. by cutting that that bread out. But it's, it's, everyone's body's different, isn't it? So some people can probably tolerate bread and stuff like that, but and some can't. So agreed, agreed. Yeah. Do what makes you feel one. good. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to take? Should do. Yeah, if you could choose only three beauty products to live with, what would they be? oh god that's such a hard question it's really hard right now because I was thinking about this I don't even think I know how to put makeup on my face anymore I don't even know (laughs) what I do it's gone it's been that long so I I would choose the Elemis cleansing balm oh yeah I like that that you use with a hot flannel um I Georgia got me onto this actually she's converted me because I used to take my makeup off with makeup pads or like 
wipes, which is probably not very good. And now I use a boiling hot flannel and this amazing cleansing balm, which is just like, oh, it's beautiful. So nice. Isn't yeah. it? So that would be one. It is so nice. Um, the other one would be my retinol Murad night cream, which is really good for pigmentation and fine lines. And the other one would be my Charlotte Tilbury Penelope pink lipstick. Oh, yeah. Actually, do you know what? That instantly reminds me of you. Yeah. Um, my one, Mine would be the Ren Evercalm Cleanser. I think I've spoken about this so many times. It's the only thing that has sorted out my skin, um, that doesn't irritate my skin, that calms it down. I just love it. Again, I use it with a hot flannel. Um, second would be hyaluronic acid, but I use the Beauty Pie one at the moment, but it really could be any. I think the Ordinary yeah. D one, which is really reasonable as well, just because I think my skin just looks so much more hydrated when I use it. Yeah. And the last one would be the Maybelline Eraser Concealer. And I don't know if you remember, but Megan Stevens, when she came on the podcast, she recommended it to us. And since then, I think I bought it on the way back from the podcast studio in Superdrug, and I've never been without it since. <laughs> Never look back, have you? I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's like eight ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Benefit from it also do a really nice under eye concealer, um, which Mother Pucker and a White House got me on using, which is quite similar to that one. It's a little bit more expensive than the Maybelline one, but it gives amazing coverage. And can Very I also good. say the Laura, the Laura Mercier? Um, oh, yeah. Secret camouflage. Secret, secret camouflage. Yeah. You said yeah. it's too drunk to speak. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Um, we, we go to a fashion one. Your favourite fashion go-to pieces to make you feel good? A blazer, I guess, to be put together. I think if you've got a nice blazer. But I've had this cape. It's like a cape blazer. It's blazer material, but it's actually a cape for, I think, about eight years. It's black and every single time that I can't I don't know what to wear particularly when I like if I was going to meetings and stuff with work I would just put that on and it would go with leather trousers jeans white t-shirt whatever that always made me feel really put together Georgia and I did um, um did some filming for River Island in their style studio if you go onto our IGTV you can see um the little video that we did and we we kind of did three ways to wear a blazer blazers are so versatile you can wear them with a really amazing boyfriend t-shirt you can wear them with high-waisted jeans skinny jeans straight leg jeans mum jeans any bloody jeans you can find um, and then you can just re- you can like put a hoodie underneath it if you doing a school run you could you, you, you can do so much with a blazer a great blazer yeah Get definitely one. blazer so we'll be back right after this quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, where were we? Can you recommend a brand for babies' first walking shoes? Bobux, yes. Yeah, Bobux um, are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are really, really good. I think you have to be really careful with first walking shoes because yeah. I think I bought Axel like Vans or something and they were too heavy. <laughs> yeah, you've got over, didn't they? Yes, not, not good. Really not good. Bobux are really good. Clark do some really, Clark's do some really nice ones as well, unless your kid, your kid has got really wide feet like kits because oh, um, yeah. it just didn't work um, for us. But yeah, th- those two brands are really good for like a starting point. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. They've got to be comfortable and they've got to fit right. I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? Really? Not too heavy. Don't get like, like does a bought kit a pair of Air Force Ones? I was like, <laughs> hey, he's like got a couple of bricks on his feet. He's never going to be able to walk in those. <laughs> um, hello to Amandine. That might be her name or it just might be Amandine. Amandine. Um, how to deal with swing mood and emotion as a mama. We know we both know about this actually, don't we? Um, Do you want to start? I think firstly, you've got to be really honest with how you feel in the first place. So I'm really bad at this. If I wake up in a bad mood, I won't say anything. I won't say, "Oh, do you know what? I'm just really not feeling great today." Like, or, or you know, I'm I'm about to come on my period, so I might be a bit. I just don't feel right I never say it and it takes me like to blow to then say it so Mm. I think if it's particularly with like your your partner um I would say oh do you know I'm really not feeling like I'm really not feeling myself today so apologies you know like if I'm a bit if I seem a bit off it's not you it's just I'm just not feeling that great that's I guess for me that's what works Yeah, I love that from you. Communication, absolutely key. If you're feeling like that, the worst thing that you can do is bottle everything up, yeah. say nothing, or try and pretend to be something that you're not. You know, yeah. we need to honour the good and the bad emotions. And if there is, you know, a particular, uh, you don't even know you've got a funk. Like I think a lot of us have experienced this during lockdown. You wake up and you don't know why you feel awful, but you do. And you can't shake it. I think absolutely talking, yeah. if you don't, you know, if, if, you, if you don't have a partner, talk to you, pick up the phone and tell your, your best friend, your mum. If your partner's there, really talk it out with them and just say, look, I don't need fixing. I don't need a solution, but I just need you to know this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. My mood swings are all over the place. I'm feeling really emotional. Whatever it is, try and identify that part of it. And at least then you've got, you've got it off your chest. They know where, where you are because what well, we've had this thing this afternoon where we were having this really lovely walk. Luna suddenly started throwing a tantrum because she was exhausted because she's dropped her nap. Um, and Dozza just lost it and then, like, didn't didn't talk and just ruined the whole afternoon. And I feel really upset with him because I'm like, just when I said, are you okay? He went, yeah, you okay? You've already asked me if I'm okay twice in the last 10 seconds. And I'm like, all right, I'm trying to make sure that you're okay. What do, you know, it's like, that's a classic case of somebody that cannot communicate properly when it comes to those moments. So definitely, yeah. definitely try and talk. Yeah, definitely. I've been so guilty of that in the past. And actually lockdown has taught me to do that because you can't get away from, you know, you can't get away from whoever you live with. So you've got no option but to but to speak up. 
Yeah. Um, some people don't like doing it, but I love it. I love a good old chat. <laughs> no, it is, it is really, really good. I've learned that from you, actually, Darren. <laughs> it is good. It is good to do that. Gosh. Tell us more about your personal lives, families, upbringing, upbringings, etc. Love yeah. you both. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really know. How long have you got? <laughs> exactly. In a, in a nutshell, um, I spent the first few years of my life in Portugal. Then we moved back to um, southeast London. I lived there till I was 20. Then I moved in with James, my husband. We moved to Scotland, we've lived in Manchester, we've lived in Somerset, we've lived in <laughs> Cheltenham, we've lived, I mean, <laughs> and that's that's sort of how it is. I'm very close to my parents, which I think if you've, um, if you've followed us for a while, you'll know. Um, that's an only child yeah. right there. It is only, it is, because James called it, calls it OCS, he goes, oh, that's that's our OCS coming out. Only child, <laughs> only, only child syndrome coming out. I love James. Uh, I do like my own space. Yeah. So <laughs> you like your own space apart from with your parents and your children. Then you need them around you the whole time. Yeah. James needs space from basically. Hi James. He always listens yeah. every week. Um, from James. I mean, it's really hard, isn't it, to say? But um, I spent the first eight years on and off in Kenya and where my dad was doing a lot of work then we moved back to the UK I was brought up in Kent I went to um, a grammar school down there I studied theatre studies at school um, for my A-levels then I moved to London decided that I wanted to be a TV presenter worked on the reception of the TV production company and somebody came in and said you should be a TV presenter and I was like funny you should say that actually <laughs> um, then I applied to be on a show that was filming out in Mexico which I then got when I was 20 which was on channel four it was like back in the days when we only had five channels the show did really well um, and I joined an agency that I'd wanted to be with since I was really young and kind of started my TV presenting career and then yeah met Dozer when I was like the last year of like 15 years met Dozer had the kids and now I live in Surrey <laughs> I also really love Ibiza in case you don't know that's the end goal <laughs> we can talk about a weird one isn't it because it's like a dating question but I feel like I need to be sitting in front of this this lovely lady and drinking a glass of wine with her and then we'll tell you everything yeah, it's really hard to like to summarize everything but there we, we go on. that's that's a little bit exactly maybe yeah um how, how, to you pick one? how to go from a bottle to a sippy cup and at what age my 10 month uh, old has full meltdown each time I try it. oh my god first of all I just want to yeah. say Kit is two two years and one month and he still has his milk from a bottle every evening before his bed and I don't have a problem with it at all. And probably people listening think that's really bad. He doesn't have a problem with it. He's only having the milk. Um, he has um, soy milkers or oat milkers, like a comfort thing. And I don't see the problem. He drinks from a sippy cup all day long and a big cup with two hands. And it's like, it's just the thing. So that's what I was going to say. Axel was the same. Axel was almost three. So... Bottle to sip, sippy cup. Firstly, don't worry about it too much because yeah. they'll grasp it when they grasp it. Yeah. But I guess the it is the best time to introduce it is like during the day when there's yes. not when they're not tired when there's not you know anything else going on. I think daytime after you know after they've woken up from their nap or whatever. Yeah. Um, I started giving. Time. Yeah, I just started giving Gigi a. Um, in fact, you know what? She actually drinks from like a sports bottle now. <laughs> um, 
but probably from seven eight months I started sort of giving it to her but that's because Axel was there you know and she wanted Mm. his one so Mm. um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself with that um and just do it yeah when they're not tired I guess yes exactly and like absolutely they'll pick it up as and when so just as long as they're drinking water from whatever outlet (laughs) from the tap (laughs) from the bath whatever don't worry about it yeah you'll get there um there's loads of questions about two under two, yes. small age gaps and debating having another child. Yes. So maybe we should just put these all into one. Yeah. Um, small age gap, so. <laughs> I mean, there's so many positives to a small age gap in as much that um, they interact with each other so well, they play together so well, the bond with them is incredible since we've moved into the new house um when isla's not here luna wants to sleep in kit's room on like the ikea day bed that we make up for her so as as like a couple of little brothers and sisters they are just oh my god they love each other so much g so yeah they are so sweet together one year apart at school you know because luna's going to be really (gasps) old and yeah they'll just be a year apart how mega is that they're gonna they're gonna be Tight, and they are so, so Luna, Luna will go into reception and then the year after Kit will yeah oh my gosh yeah, so I never Luna, even thought about that that's mad isn't it Luna's good though September 2021 and Kit starts September 22 that's it bang <gasps> I know oh, wow. I don't want to think about it um so the small, small small age gap definitely a really positive thing also let's be honest fucking exhausting in the beginning I literally thought that I was going to pass out for the first nine months of Kit's life because I was so tired. You cannot get any respite. I think it definitely affected for how long I breastfed as well because, you know, obviously first time round, I kind of had the space and time to breastfeed and just sit and put my feet up. But when, when Kit came along, Luna was 18, 19 months old and was just running around like a lunatic. I'm yeah. So I just, you know, pros and cons some yeah at least it's done we're out we're kind of getting our lives back now yeah and I guess accept all the help that you can you know if you've got people around you who can help you know and take the older one out you know to the park or to wherever just for a couple of hours here and there that always helps um debating having another child um I, I don't know I don't know if this is the right thing to say but this is how I feel I was set on having one child I was more than happy OCS only child syndrome um (laughs) like more than happy and then obviously I fell pregnant with Gigi and I think I've spoken quite openly about how unsure I was and I, I I just didn't know if I was that sort of person I guess to have two children and try and try and juggle all of that but I just think it's been the best thing. It's been amazing. But you'll you'll never regret having another child, but you might regret not having another child. Yeah, well said. And that's what I always say to like all my mates who are, you know, thinking about having another one. I think you you can look back and think, Oh, I wish I hadn't I wish I'd have had a, a sibling for you know for my son or daughter but you won't look back and well unless they like turn out to be I don't know like an axe murderer or something you you'll never look back and think I you know I I wish I hadn't done that would you no I think that's right um George and I can't really sit here and tell you when the right moment is or whether you should or not I mean obviously that has to come from you but as G said when you see the bond between the the two of them 
you will know it will be the right thing at that moment, you know, because it's like, it's just an unbreakable love. And, and I'm so grateful during lockdown that there's two of them and three of yeah. them half the time because they all just play together. So it takes you yeah. to put your feet up and have a cup of tea every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. It is true. <laughs> that will happen for me one day, I'm sure. <laughs> um, we've only got a few minutes left. So um, let's do, I just wanted to kind of um, go down to Kerry's message, which is how can we expose our kids to more diversity? My son is nine months and I want to start. Kerry, we touched on this um, at the beginning of the podcast, but George yeah. and I are going to be doing a lot of research over the next you know, coming months to try and figure out a way to educate our children and ourselves more and you know, the right books to be reading. I was going to say, um, yeah, yeah, at a really young age, I think it's yeah. about having um, you know, like a really diverse book collection with lots of different characters in it that they can relate to, I think. Yeah. That's obviously a good place to start. Um, yeah, we um, we used um, a potty training book with Luna and there was a little girl on there and it's called Once Upon a Potty um, by an author called Alona Frankel. And um, yeah, there was a little girl of colour in that book and, you know, she had this amazing hair and, you know, it was just this really beautiful journey and it showed a different kind of look on things that maybe I'd been exposing uh, Luna too before for some reason and she loved this book it was her favorite book she took it everywhere with her and she still loves it now so I think like Georgia said it's it's really it's really key that we kind of mix up those bedtime books to kind of show all walks of life we're going to be doing lots of work on it and making sure yeah. that we know exactly what to say I mean who knows exactly what to say we're going to try definitely um should we do we doing one more yeah one go more? on G. um Oh, there's two. There's one. If you won the lotto, how would you spend it? Just for fun. <laughs> such a good question. I love that. Um, but anyway, advice on going back to work, dreading going back in September and leaving my baby in daycare. Um, oh, gosh. It, it's always really, really hard. Um, it is hard. Any change in life is always hard. Um but I think if you're comfortable with where you're leaving your baby and you, you know, you've done all the settling in and all that kind of stuff, so you don't have that worry mm. and you just focus on you and making sure you're you're okay with it. And it does get better. In fact, you might even start to enjoy the space <laughs> and enjoy the time for yourself. Mm. But yeah. it is difficult. It's really hideous the first few weeks month are awful and the pain that you experience sometimes in when you leave your baby for the first time to go to work you're like I'm a fucking terrible mother how can I be doing the mum guilt the countdown to when you get back to them I went through it I used to cry driving myself down to London to do my radio show howling the whole way down and just like racing back to get back to her but you know this time around with Kit I figured it's really important to show my children that I love my job. And when Luna says yeah. to me, oh, mummy, please don't go to work. She still says it, please don't go to work. And I said, but mummy loves her job. Mummy's job is really important to me as a person. And I was like, and hopefully one day when you're older, you'll love your job too. And it's getting, it's talking to them and using that language around it as well. Not like, oh, I have to go to work. No, no, you yeah. need to go to work. Therefore feel proud of your decision, stand in your own power and be like, this is for me. I need this. And financially we have to do it as well. It's not a selfish thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Go back to work. Go for it. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not easy. No, I, 
no, it's not easy, but you'll definitely get there and t- like it gets so much better with time, definitely. I've just got to do this one quickly. Megs, any tips you found for sleep regressions, early wakings? Megs, me and you need to go out and get absolute shit face together. I am in early wake up hell at the moment. And it is going on and on and on and on. And this morning, it was 12 minutes past five. I absolutely lost it. I was like, oh. right. Practice twelve minutes past five. That's not even a time. That's the time I like to go to bed after a session. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I actually got up at four forty-five the other day, um, off my own, off my own back because I was awake, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get up. You know, I'm just going to get up, and I actually loved it. Um, yeah okay once because you've chosen to not yeah every morning I get pulled yeah no 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 no. I was gonna spot I'm just gonna lead on but sitting downstairs looking out the window (laughs) the amount of parents I saw walking past between (laughs) between the times between 5 and 7 30 was unbelievable I said to James I was like there's a whole nother world out there (laughs) there are so many parents walking the streets between 5 and 7 30 you would not believe so Oh you are absolutely not alone. It was no. so it was so funny. A couple of people that you might want to check out. Alison Scott Wright, we've worked with her before. Um, she's got a really amazing book um, that might help you. Lucy the Sleep Nanny on Instagram. She is fantastic as well. Um, and baby, you know, baby sleep guru, the baby guru. The baby- yeah, the baby yeah. guru. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Great. Um, but to be honest with you, George <sighs> and I do not have the magic answer for that. And if you oh, find no. it, anybody, please message us. Yeah, please, just, yeah, yes. Help me, help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Can you hear the going? desperation? Um, yeah. We need to get going, we need to say goodbye, but um, we're going to um, we're gonna do another one of these in another in about a month's time. We'll try and do one once a month for you, because um, there were yeah. loads of questions that we didn't manage to get through, so apologies for that. But obviously, we if you want to send them to us directly, um, we might also think about doing a live over the next couple of weeks between Georgia and I just to answer those questions that we can get around to. Yeah, definitely, because there were loads this time around that we couldn't quite get to. Um, but do look out for um, more podcasts to come and do send them in again because we'll try and get to them. Definitely. Um, but yeah, we're going to be back on Tuesday. We're going to be with back with another amazing guest. Um, and we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're not following us on our Instagram at Made by Mummers, please do so. And you can also send me a message at Zoe Hardman as well. And we'll see you Tuesday. Georgia, you've fallen off. <laughs> see you. Tuesday, everyone. It's too late for me. It's eight o'clock. It's past my bedtime. See you Tuesday. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now. And if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.